Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, Irish economic growth is still looking relatively strong, but with multinational activity slowing, it can be hard to see the wood through the trees when it comes to making an accurate assessment of where exactly our Irish economy stands. Joining me now to help me demystify this is John Fitzgerald. He's the adjunct professor in the Department of Economics at Trinity College, and he's speaking to me from Galway. Uh, Good morning to you, John. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for joining me, John. Um, You you equate um, our current scenario economically to the Norwegians and their oil, but our oil is uh, corporation tax. And we both know what the Norwegians did with their oil revenue. I think it's one of the largest largest now investment funds in the world. Uh, Should we be doing the same thing? Yeah, and that's what the government say they're going to do. Um, Like uh, 20% of the revenue that Norway gets now for uh, to fund its budget comes from the investment income on the fund that they established and that will continue after oil runs out and the advantage we have is that uh, oil is seriously damaging the world through climate change corporation tax is is much less malevolent for the rest of the world um and the other thing is it's not just corporation tax that the multinationals employ um uh, now over a third of uh, over a third of the wage bill is paid by multinationals they pay uh, uh, much more than uh, domestic industry because they tend to employ people who are highly uh, highly skilled yeah. and they pay a lot of the income tax as well so they're what, really but important John, what about the security of that revenue stream in terms of you know something happens corporately in america some of these companies, these very few companies that we rely so heavily on, something unforeseen happens and that tap gets switched off. Is there not, does, is that danger ever prevalent? Uh, that, that is a, a real danger. And that's why we should not spend the money. We should save it. Um, and the longer it keeps on giving, the better. Um, it will help fund, um, not your my old age, um, I'll be gone before the crisis so will I. but your, your old age. <laughs> When we talk about uh, infrastructural projects, like I was in the UK last week and I got the train from Heathrow into the city of London in 15 minutes. And I said, wouldn't this be wonderful if we had this in Dublin? Like, there's just so much noise around all these projects, but big thinking, big projects, even though we looked then at at the children's hospital, we were talking about it earlier. The appetite for big projects doesn't seem to be there. Well, I think actually public transport, investing in public transport is a real benefit for future generations. Um, And I think we have done a really bad job on that over the last 20, 30 years. Um, When I was uh, eight or nine um, and recovering from chickenpox, I was bored. And my father gave me a map of the London Underground and said, design an underground for Dublin, which I did. Um, And uh, 60 or 70 years on, I'm still waiting. Um, um, And that seems to be our problem. Yeah. And as someone said, the cheapest time, the second cheapest time to build something is now. Um, Yeah. um, John, okay, so when we look at that, um, let's look at other aspects of the economy then. You know, if you try, uh, if we look at areas like the hospitality, they can't get staff. Have you tried to get an electrician 
or a plumber or somebody to work on your house. They're all out the door busy. The cost of construction, uh, the cost of energy. So there's this balance of inflation versus, I, I suppose, supply and demand. Where does it all land? Uh, well, uh, we have, we're fully employed. Basically, anybody who wants a job has a job. And the Department of Finance, in something which nobody noticed in their summer economic statement last week, um, highlighted the fact that the number of people who are doing apprenticeships has halved in the last 10 or 15 years. Um, So what we have is an economy where people are exceptionally highly paid by the multinationals. And that has attracted people from doing other things, working in in accommodation, working in building construction. and we're doing very well out of it, but we actually need more people uh, producing the things we need for ourselves. Um, like it, we, the multinational sector, uh, uh, we don't want. It's great. It's it's funding us in in a high standard of living, but um, we need the domestic economy to get its share of the resources. And when you're fully employed, if they all go to multinationals, then you don't have anybody to build anything. We actually need a more balanced approach in the next few years. Yeah. And do you think then that we're going to require uh, additional labour uh, as we did in the last, uh, I won't, boom is the word I don't really want to use, but in, in you know, in the last time we had full employment, uh, we, we again, we welcomed people with open arms to come in here and do those jobs. But with the, Problem is, if people come, they've got to live somewhere, which yeah. pushes up rents further. And actually, the standard of living in the difference between Ireland and, say, Poland or Lithuania was very big standard of living difference in 2000, 2005. But now the gap has, they've been very successful. The gap has narrowed very significantly. Yeah. And the costs in Ireland have gone up dramatically. So it isn't attractive to come and work in Ireland. Um, so looking for a solution to bring people from outside long-term Yes, we will continue to see very significant immigration, but that's not going to solve our problems. We need to solve our problems at home. So does that mean, going back to our previous point then, that we have to do whatever it takes to sort out the housing gap, to allow uh, uh, young couples and young people to get on the property ladder, We have to, and we need to be able to put the infrastructure and the supports in place that uh, building can be built quickly and profitably. Um, yeah, uh, it's obviously a huge problem. Um, uh, we've seen very significant progress, but we actually need far more progress because house prices are still, um, uh, they may have stopped rising for temporarily. But So we need major resources there. The issue of the skilled labour um, is not something you can solve overnight. Yeah. You can't take a software engineer and turn them into a plumber um, overnight, even if they wanted to. So the, the, this is, there is a long-term issue um, uh, of providing more skilled people. But the other thing is that we probably need to redirect some of our building construction resources, uh, like building data centers rather than building houses. Um, actually, uh, houses are a bigger priority than data centers for us. So uh, quite a lot of the building construction that's going on in the private sector and retailing and uh, for accommodation and so on, um, we may need to squeeze that by raising taxes to free up the resources to build houses. Yeah. Um, 
it is hugely complex and it 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 it, it seems to require so much sa- sacrifice at so many different levels uh, to try and sort it all out. John, you're you're down in Galway. I wanted to ask you. Um, you're in conversation with John McHale, uh, another economist, uh, as part of the Galway International Arts Festival. What are you talking about? Two economists together in a room with a crowd. That's got to be breathtaking stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that people want to listen to us. <laughs> and, well, you have me on this programme. But uh, 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 for me, I think it's looking looking back and looking forward longer term. Let's not get too caught up in what's happening to national income and the budget deficit this year. Um, we're 50 years in the EU and it has transformed Ireland. And I yeah. began working in the Department of Finance four months before we joined the EU in 1972 and putting away all the files in Ireland's external relations, going to um, London to beg for access to the British market. And in September 73, I found myself at a young age representing Ireland discussing the economic forecast for Europe. And suddenly you're into a, a multinational world, a multilateral world, where instead of just looking at what was happening in Britain, you're looking all across Europe. And the extent to which that has changed our economy and our society, um, today's generation don't realise what it was like, the claustrophobia of the 50s and 60s and the freedom um, of uh, being okay. equal in Europe. So that's one of the things I'm interested in talking about. Okay, well, good luck with that, John, and thank you for joining us today to let us into your world. That's uh, John Fitzgerald there. He's down in Galway at the Galway Arts Festival. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.